I'm Eileen Dunn and this is The God Slot. The Pope, Cardinal Dolan and leaders of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or the Mormons have sent congratulations to President Obama on his re-election. The Vatican cancelled a high-level papal delegation to Syria to promote an end to the conflict due to the deteriorating situation there. Chancellor Angela Merkel on Monday urged Germany's Protestant and Roman Catholic churches to stress their common beliefs at ceremonies marking the 500th anniversary of the start of the Protestant Reformation. Here in Ireland, Bishop John Kirby of Clonfert is to stand down as chairman of Trocara after it was found that he had dealt inappropriately with abuse allegations. Last week, we brought you a report on the Cork-based organisation Cushtina, which has published a book called Open Secrets, an Irish perspective on trafficking and witchcraft, which sells for €19.10, the cash allowance granted by our government to asylum seekers. I'm joined now from our Cork studios by the authors of that book, Dr Jennifer Dewan and David Lohan. I want to ask you both, first of all, how the book came about and how you two got involved. I suppose um, it's, if we're going back, um, looking at it about just two years ago, um, I suppose both of us happened to become involved um, on a voluntary basis with Kushchina. And I, my own area was um, looking at research and I was asked to look at the area of human trafficking. And then about the same time as well, Jane got involved with the charity. Yes, I had done uh, a PhD in anthropology previously and um, Father Angelo Lafferty, the director of Christina, when he, uh, I suppose when he saw that, then he asked if I'd do a bit of research uh, for them as well um, on witchcraft. I suppose he had a better sense of, of, of the backgrounds of those issues, but also kind of how to develop uh, good responses to, to people who were coming in. Now talk about the notion of binding rituals, because that can, then will get us into the human trafficking. In our heads, we think of trafficking as someone kind of chained up in a room. This is a kind of spiritual chaining. Um, So it keeps that person bound to their trafficker for fear of uh, their own life or fear of the life for the lives of their family. Um, So it can be quite violent and difficult to... um, to be on the receiving end of that, to have that fear. I suppose particularly maybe if someone's in a context where they then do approach, say, the guards or or some kind of authority or a service provision, that oath is still there. And in their minds, that oath is still binding them. Um, Human trafficking is really the use of force, deception or coercion to make people available for exploitation. Witchcraft itself is is another form of violence um, and I suppose one has to understand really what's the significance of violence in human trafficking. The significance is about control and it's about how a person can be beaten down, how their spirit can be killed off and how they can be then controlled by another human being so that they can be exploited. And really the motivation that occurs is, um, or the motivation behind all of this is, is usually financial. One of the pearls, I think, with human trafficking is, and it's probably one that's probably glamorised in maybe perhaps in the media and more recently in the the film industry, is um, the use of kidnappings. And certainly kidnappings do happen, but they're the exception rather than the rule. The reality is it's much more subtle. It's it's the use of violence, as I say. And and actually the, the irony of it is that victims themselves tend not to be locked away. They're often hidden in plain sight. 
because after all, human traffickers want to make money from their victims. And if they have them locked away out of sight, they're no good to them in that regard. The goods themselves are only good when they can be sold. And you make the point that rescue can bring its own problems. It can, yeah. I mean, the control is so complete often that even when a person is physically removed from the presence of the trafficker, that they're not always necessarily rescued. The reality is is quite different. They may feel that they're actually still very much under the control of the trafficker. And there are real perils around this. Um, some of them come about by witchcraft. And particularly in relation to children and child witchcraft. Yeah, I suppose, um, you know, there was just that uh, case just this past week of the uh, man in, in Kent who was sentenced for um, having trafficked uh, several children over the course of, of several years um, using uh, Juju. Again, in this context, he was a Nigerian man um, living in Kent. And I think um, this idea of say, children or um, adults are kind of presenting to um, officials or to service provision. Just um, I think that we need to kind of build a greater sense, a greater awareness that this fear, um, that that this oath is still there, that people might not understand why victims might be asking to to go back to the trafficker or go back to the situation that they're in. And, you know, a guard or, you know, whoever's kind of in that situation might not understand why um, they're so fearful. And I think the fact that they fear for their own lives or they fear for the lives of their family, and this is something that we can't, um, you can't, we can't even kind of begin to describe. So how can a, an organisation like Koshtina then offer support? One thing that's all has been said by uh, Father Angelo Lafferty is its mission is, is and I think it's relevant here it's um, wasting time with people is how he often refers to it and I think there's a lot uh, you know journeying with people you can't always fix every problem in a person's life much in whether it be desirable or not and I think there's an awful lot of truth um, in that when it comes to victims of human trafficking we're not standing in judgment over you know what's happened to people or whether we subscribe to particular beliefs or not um, and th- I suppose from the person's point of view, the control that's, that's held over them, I mean, is, is, is real for them. Um, victims of human trafficking aren't used to being um, listened to or to, you know, to having any sense of control over their own lives. And I suspect as time goes on, that part of the healing process is taking control over their own lives. And, and Kushchina is really there as a facilitator, so it doesn't necessarily lead people, but it, it'll help, um, it'll point them in the right direction and it'll waste time with them as they need. How widespread a problem do you think it is in this country? I mean, certainly over the last two years, if you're looking at um, figures from the Garda um, and the Anti-Human Trafficking Unit um, at the Department of Justice, the figures show that 137 people have been located um, during 2010 and 2011. Most of them were women. Um, Thereafter, they were children. Uh, Most of them had been exploited for the purpose of forced commercial sexual exploitation or prostitution in fact um, and uh, last year six of the children and, and it's just six of them there were, there were many more but um, six of the children located were actually Irish children um, now some, someone might say well how, you know, how can you be Irish and be trafficked in your own country but actually that's a form of trafficking which is known as internal trafficking the word trafficking itself tends to be problematic in that you know there's an assumption because of the word that it involves some form of transportation but that's not actually necessary at all um, it's more to do with the violence um, and 
some refer to it as modern day slavery and I think that's probably a much more accurate term. Okay and just returning to the witchcraft uh, for a moment, belief in magic and the supernatural is a central part of our tradition here in Ireland but how do people react when they hear these stories of witchcraft today and the concept of witchcraft itself? Um, I think one of the one of the things we really tried to do um, in the research was to kind of um, create the possibility of drawing parallels. So it was really um, important to me to to show yes that there was also a history of, of of those kinds of beliefs in Europe and in Ireland, particularly, so that to be able to kind of give people that sense of 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 opening their minds and seeing that um, maybe on first glance if they look at different practices from from other contexts and just say that, oh, they're crazy or they're backwards or they're whatever kind of word you'd want to insert there. But um, but that to be able to see that, that actually, you know, it's not so foreign, it's not so different. Um, and I think um, reactions have generally been quite open. I think I, I have done several, you know, presentations um, on the research throughout the process and did focus groups as I was doing the research as well and they were always to kind of mixed groups in the sense of um, I suppose um, Irish nationals and um, migrants as well and um, although there would be kind of some you know back and forth in terms of questioning oh well you don't really believe that do you or things like that that once kind of the conversation really started I think people really were quite open-minded and, and, you know, aware, able to look at their own kind of beliefs and say, oh, actually, you know, everyone's beliefs might look strange to somebody else. Traffickers have the ability to take something that's good and wholesome and to twist it and to use it against the person. So even the promise of a job is sufficient um, in, you know, say maybe in non-witchcraft context um, to, you know, to lure people. Um, into victimhood and to use that as a weapon, innocent as it may seem. Well, David Lohan and Dr. Jennifer Dewan, congratulations on the book Open Secrets. It's certainly uh, an eye-opener and will make a contribution to that ongoing debate. The website for Koschina, where you can find out more about the book, is www.koschina.ie and as we said, it retails for €19.10, the weekly allowance for an immigrant, all proceeds towards aiding the work of Koschina. Thank you both for joining us this evening. Thank you, Eileen. Dingle in County Kerry once had a thriving community of presentation nuns who ran the school, helped in the church and were a vital part of the local community. That was some years ago. Now there's only one left, Sister DeSales. Our reporter Rona Tarrant met the last nun in Dingle. This is what he said when he came down mm-hmm. for his dinner on the Friday. He said, Sister DeSales, you're all dressed up. What's wrong? Have you any idea, I said, what's on in Dublin on Sunday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was only rising me. Well, I said, I'm telling you, he was Father, Father Murphy. I said, I came on condition that I'd be able to go to yes. the football matches. yes. Sister Sheila Mary, Lord to mercy her. She said, Get up, Des, and dry up your tears. Your sentence to Dingle after 21 years. So dry up your tears, dear, and bid them goodbye. The best friends must part, dear. So must you and they. 
So I have been here 30 years in Dingle. When I came here, there were about 18 sisters. So then in uh, um, 1966, we were allowed uh, uh, to go home and I was really delighted. I was able to go uh, uh, to go to see football matches. And as a result, here I'm known in Dingle as the football nun. I always go to Dublin for the All-Ireland if Kerry are playing. Then uh, some of the uh, sisters, the Lord called some of the sisters, the older sisters, uh, to heaven. And then... Uh, some of the sisters uh, went uh, uh, to back to the conference from where they came from. And um, for the past seven years, I'm on my own here in my apartment. And I'm very, very happy. There's never a dull moment in Dingle. And I remember Sister Claver. Uh, Claver. Lord to mercy. She said, I came on condition mm-hmm. that I go back to Tralee when my time mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. office was over. And that's what she yes, did. Yes, that's what she did. I didn't. No, I said, I'm staying. No, you're staying I'm, I'm going to be buried above now with a 75 or six nuns above nuns there. Above. I said, right. this is it. Because I know, I said, the people of Dean love me and I love them. I am never lonely here in Dingle. Yeah, we have uh, our uh, the choir. I'm in the parish choir, a member of the parish choir, and I'm also um, uh, very involved with pioneers. And uh, then uh, on, we have a prayer meeting on a Thursday evening, and I watch then uh, the late, late on a Friday night, I start my day earlier. And the first thing I do is visit uh, the Lord in my little oratory. Then after the breakfast, I go uh, to the parish church where the rosary is recited uh, by a group of parishioners before the 10 o'clock Mass. And I assist as a Eucharistic minister and after Mass, I assist in the sacristy, taking care of the altar after Mass. I like calling to the parishioners who are housebound or maybe um, ill and who like to see someone coming for a chat. I, I have spoken to people and they said that they miss that the nuns are not in the schools or uh, in the hospitals. And... Uh, we are missed, you know. Sister de Sales, the last nun in Dingle. That report was compiled by Rona Tarrant. Diwali, the Hindu festival of light, begins this year on Tuesday next and lasts for five days. Sanjeev Kumar is an internationally renowned exponent of classical Kathak dance. He lives in Dublin and when producer Jerry McCardle met him, he began by explaining a little about the Hindu faith. Mainly we have a three god, and uh, God Brahma, Vishnu and Mahesh that we call Shiva. Brahma, who is the creator, and uh, the Vishnu, 
and Shiva, who's the destroyer. And the Vishnu, who take rebirth again and again. Just like Buddha is also rebirth of God Vishnu. So would Shiva be like the devil is to a Christian? Uh, no, no, not a devil, but uh, I don't know. In the Hinduism, we think like that. But it's not devil. He's the uh, most, uh, uh, you say that, happiest God. You do little prayer for him and he's the, the most wonderful God. So he'll become happy very soon. When you die, you don't actually finish. You go on into another life. Is that what happens? Yes. Uh, we believe on rebirth. We say if we do good things in this life, we have a better life in uh, in uh, next birth. So we uh, believe very much on rebirth. So you have been here before? Yes. So I did some good things in my past life. And that way I'm again humans. And one day I feel very happy because I like every religions. I don't have any kind of problem because God is one, just like we say. But I feel very happy I born in Hinduism because we don't have a, any kind of strictness around us. We have a very freedom. It's my feeling, my personal feelings too. I don't like to kill something to fill my stomach because in this planet we have so many things to eat, not only to take some, some animal's life and, and fill my stomach. But this is my way of thinking. And every person has own way of a living styles. And what we pray just think about the God and just think about happy life for everybody and let us do better for each other. You know the Christian idea of sin. We have an idea that if you do something wrong, it's a sin and you will be punished for it yeah. by God. Does, does that work in the Hindu consciousness? Yeah, that's true, yes. If you do bad things, you are doing sin, your life will be worse. We think... I am enjoying my life this time, but I did in the past time, past life. If I do better things now, so I have a better next, next world if I born. Do you, when you pray, can you talk directly to the gods? Or do you need a priest? Do you need to go to a temple, to a ceremony? Or can you do this yourself directly? No, I, we do directly. But the priest is the only way to go to the temple because sometimes the home people are busy. That is the way of Hinduism, our way of thinking. We go temple because to concentrate on one thing when you are in the temple because you see the God. And priest, why we have a priest who pray to the God statues? Because somebody had to take care to the statue of God, you know, went to the temple to clean it properly, everything. But we pray to directly to God. If you see in my home, I have a temple. I don't have a priest. So I speak directly to God. I try to. But it's my way. I, I just pray to him because I trust on God. And priest help one way when we have a, some kind of ceremonies, if we have to do in a home, kind of make a big ceremony about God or read about the holy books. And then priest help because they have a special education in that books. So they read, they chant that words and so that their priest helps because if I had to chant the whole holy books I don't know I just heard the story and read but they memorize the every holy books 
We're coming very, very shortly to Diwali, yes. the Festival of Light. Yes. Tell me about that. Uh, Diwali is a uh, Hindu's a religious festival. And uh, we think this is a good over evil, a light over darkness. Diwali celebrates the returns of God Rama. And he killed the demon king that called Ravana. So that way, then we say this is the light of darkness and good over evil. And now in these days, when we celebrate this thing, we exchange the sweets with the neighbors to everybody. We give them and um, children, of course, the crackers. And just like uh, we have here Christmas, we do in the Christian. Same way, this is the festival. And will you celebrate, even though you're not in India, will you celebrate it here in Ireland? Uh, Yes, I I try my best. Will you go around to the neighbors and give them presents? I would love to, but uh, here, uh, I am here now almost a year, but I'm still a little bit confused to to know about culture a little bit. And uh, because here even you don't know who lives your next door. So sometimes it's difficult to make communication with people, but uh, I'm lucky we have very lovely neighbors. You're actually a dancer, and your dancing has a religious function. India have a four holy books called Vedas, and a fifth one called Natya Sastra. We think that it was in the beginning of the time, just after the creations. The gods were bored. They asked Brahma, who's the creator? And that we think who also created this universe to release them from their boredom. Brahma immediately started to meditate carefully. He took speech from Rig Veda, that holy book, and then he took song from the Sama Veda, and mime from Atharva Veda, and the sentiment from the Yajur Veda. My dance form is basically called. Kathak is storyteller. And because the people, they used to dance in front of the God in the way of singing and holding their arms above their shoulders and as in his praise. My dance forms, we have to lots of expressions because it came from the storyteller, but we tell the story, we have to express with our face expressions and hand movements, of course. I, I notice you have some um, costumes and you have some props. And Would you show me those? Yeah, sure. Explain please. them to yeah, me. Yeah, come. Sure, come I will. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so these are the bells that you can hear. And on the each feet, in the ankle, it should be not less than 100 on the each. But I have 125 on each feet. They are quite heavy. So... And uh, are they are they blessed? Oh yes, they blessed. Yeah. Who, who blesses them? A, uh, because, a, a priest? No, yes. Uh, before when I used to learn from a teacher, we say guru. Guru means from where we have educations, and especially in this field when we go in the class, so our shoes are out from the class. We have a god picture inside, and uh, we don't touch. If we go to restroom, we have to take off the uh, belts off. And uh, then we have to wash our hand and feet, and so we don't touch. We uh, we touch with very clean hand. Last thing, Sanjeev, 
I don't know if we have any Hindu listeners, but just in case we have, would you send them a greeting in your own language for the Festival of Light? Sure. मेरी तरफ से सभी हिंदू भाषियों को दिवाली की बहुत-बहुत शुभकामनाएं थैंक्स वेरी मच थैंक यू संजीव कुमार एंड विल पुट डिटेल्स ऑफ हिज वेबसाइट प्लस सम वीडियो फुटेज ऑफ हिम इन एक्शन ऑन आवर वेबसाइट द इस्लामिक न्यू ईयर बिगिंस नेक्स्ट थर्सडे सो मे वी विश मुस्लिम लिसनर्स कुलामवा एंड तुम्बी खायर But that's our program for this week. Your comments, as always, are welcome. You can email us at godslot at rte.ie, phone us on 01-208-2039 or write to The Godslot, RTE Radio 1, Dublin 4. We'll be back next Friday evening at the same time. Gudjishin, Slán, Ispanacht.